Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Thank you for joining me again for another episode of Six Pack. Gosh, we've had such a wonderful array of guests over the last few weeks, and I'm super grateful for all of the content and all of the comments, and I just had such a great time interviewing these individuals and talking about the different topics that we did. So hopefully you enjoyed our guests as well. Today, actually, it's just a solo. It's me. So I actually wanted to talk a little bit about, oh gosh, all the holidays coming up. So we've just finished, you know, the Halloween holiday. And I know some people think about kicking off the holiday season kind of like in November when Thanksgiving's coming around, November, December, January. But for me, it just kind of feels like it it starts right around that Halloween time. And part of that is because there's so many different events and holiday parties that we're attending, or there's Halloween candy that's been sitting around, or the kids are making treats and decorating cookies or cupcakes for Halloween, or some of you actually have, if you have this tradition that kind of goes around in your neighborhood where you've been booed, where someone brings something to your front porch and, you know, does the ring and run. So there are lots of goodies already around the house, even before Halloween. And now after Obviously, they've attended parties or done trick-or-treating. There's more candy than I can even stand to look at, and I honestly just want to throw it all in the trash. But we've done it before to where we've even portioned things out and, like, put things in the freezer at times to see if that would make them not eat so much candy. But then, you know, a few years ago, we're just like, you know what, just have at it. And they eat it for a while. And then it's interesting that it just sits and sits. And then eventually I just kind of go in a little at a time and dispose of the candy. When I was a teacher, actually, though, it was one of those things where you know, I actually took all those extras to my classrooms and that kind of thing and used them throughout the rest of the school year for treats to give away. I know parents don't always appreciate that. But, you know, hey, as a teacher, sometimes you'll do whatever you can to or that positive behavior. So but what I actually wanted to go over today was just I just have like 10 ways that we can stay on track during the holiday season. And it's not all food related. You know, some, of course, is. But, you know, I would say probably my number one is that if you are already an active person or if you are not an active person, this is now the time to be active. Stay with your workouts. Don't miss your classes if you attend group training classes. You know, if you are someone who, you know, likes to run, you know, maybe think about giving yourself a challenge and increasing your run times. The other thing is, you know, or just go for walks morning and evening. Stay with whatever workouts that you're doing. Another thing is, is that sign up for virtual events, especially right now with COVID. There, a lot of events have been canceled and there's a lot of really fun and great events usually that happen this time of year because the weather's starting to get a little bit cooler. 
And so it's nice to be outside to be able to do events. So I would look for, if you don't have events in your local area, I would look for virtual events. It's a fantastic way to stay motivated, to have a goal, to work towards something that you want to keep reaching. And so I would definitely look for something like that and pace it out. You know, give yourself one in, you know, in one or two in November, one or two in December, a couple to start off um, the first of the year in January. Because here's the thing, sedentary activities like sitting on the couch, you know, watching all those holiday Hallmark movies, they are all common holiday traditions for many, many families. But I think we all know that inactivity can contribute to weight gain, especially if we are overeating, which many of us do during the holiday season. So doing some type of physical activity, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with your group that you usually work out with or with family members, it's definitely going to provide beneficial control for any type of overeating or definitely will benefit for weight control. So even something as simply as a family walk, just to kind of get your mind off food and allow you to like bond with those other people that you're around is something that you're going to want to try to do as well. So I would say like my number one in the holiday season is be active. So if you know that you're going to go to a party or something like that, make sure you get a workout in before, you know, on Thanksgiving morning, actually, we actually run a big event and it's actually going to be a virtual event this year, but we run a big 5k where it's kind of a team event where, you know, you have, you know, specific exercises in addition to running the 5k that you do. And each year it has grown bigger and bigger and more and more people tell us that they absolutely love it because they feel so good about the workout that they did that now they don't have that guilt when they're going to go and have a feast. So I would say definitely, you know, if you have, you know, some big event that you're going to where you know there's going to be a lot of food, get something in. And even afterwards, after you're done eating that big meal, you know, you always see a lot of people, you know, take walks like after Thanksgiving and things like that. Keep your digestive system going and moving. Keep your body active. So the second one I would say is the empty stomach syndrome. Like, you know, you've always heard like, oh, don't go to the grocery store when you have an empty stomach. Because those of us that have done that, what happens? We end up putting like more things in the cart than what we really needed to. And most of the time, it's usually things that are high in saturated fats or high in sugars. And so the same thing goes with, you know, an empty stomach as far as when you're going to a party, try not to go on an empty stomach and have a bunch of alcohol. So avoid alcohol on an empty stomach because what alcohol does is that increases your appetite and then it diminishes your ability to be able to control what you eat. I mean, how many of us have had a little bit you know, more alcohol maybe than we had planned on and then we end up with like the munchies, so to speak, to where, you know, we're just kind of eating and eating, eating one to soak up that alcohol, but two, we're not even keeping track of the calories. So during the holidays, alcohol, soda, other calories rich in like eggnog, things like that, 
These drinks, they definitely can contribute to a significant amount of sugar and empty calories in our diet, which, of course, we all know leads to weight gain. So if we're really trying to control our weight during the holidays and really trying to stay on track, then it's probably best to limit our intake on these high calorie beverages. Like, for example, did you know that like if you go, you know, to a party and eggnog is served or something like that, remember a glass of eggnog is 500 calories, 500 calories, Like wine, beer, mixed drinks, all that kind of stuff, those range from like 150 to 300 calories. So have a glass. If you're going to drink, I mean, I want you to drink and have a good time and be merry, of course, but maybe just pace yourself a little bit. Know what it is that you are consuming and make sure that maybe even have a glass of water or some kind of like seltzer water or something like that in between your drinks so that you aren't consuming that many calories. So number three, I would say would be portion sizes. You know, we always heard kind of one of those gauges to where, you know, you, like your meat shouldn't be more about three ounces about it's like the size of your palm, that kind of thing. So when the holidays arrive, it can be super easy to overload our plate. I mean, like how many of us have, my husband included, how many of us have just seen like them mound so much on their plates that everything's like blending together. You might as well have had two plates because there's like so much on the plates. So those who eat larger portions, of course, I mean, this is kind of simple, basic. I mean, if we eat larger portions, we're going to have a tendency to gain weight, you know, in comparison to those who don't. So the best way to overcome this and to control it is look at our portion sizes. There's a lot of times where, you know, especially like Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of thing. I mean, sure, I'm like most of you where you sometimes have, you know, two or even three different Thanksgivings based on families that you attend in a day. And so to actually think about eating two big meals kind of makes you even get a little nauseous just thinking about it. So a couple things that I kind of do is that because I know that like, I've been doing it so long and so different families that I, that we attend, you know, for like Thanksgiving, they have different types of foods. And so usually it's somewhat traditional, but I kind of have an idea of what's going to be served. And so I know in my mind where I want to spend most of my calories. For example, if somebody's going to offer prime rib at one place and someone's going to offer turkey at another, I'm going to go with the prime rib. I'm going to spend most of my calories, eat most of my calories, you know, on that meal that has the prime rib compared to the turkey because that's just what my palate likes. That's what I like. And so but what I will do is I will have very, very tiny portions because a lot of times there's a lot of things we don't get very often. And so we do want to or new dishes that maybe people have made. And so a lot of times we want to try it. So I always try to make it about the size of like a silver dollar. And I know you're thinking, oh, that's only like a bite or two. Well, yeah, it's only a bite or two, but at least I get to taste it. And so I do try to make my portions very small because I know that I'm actually, you know, two or three hours from then going to another event. Or one thing that I might do is eat my lunch or eat my dinner at one event. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to have the dinner at the next one. I'm going to save that for, you know, a slice of pie or, you know, some type of dessert that they're going to have. So those are things that just be conscious of. Think about your portion sizes and think about, you know, just the different events that you're going to have, almost like you're having a plan in place and really look at the size. Do you really need like a whole pile of mashed potatoes that's like the size of a softball? 
Probably not. And so, you know, cut that in half, cut that in thirds, whatever it is that you feel like that is a good portion size for you, but just don't overdo it because you'll regret it later. So number five, this next one does have to do with food, you know, in some way, but really it's more about getting plenty of sleep because sleep deprivation actually is really quite, quite common, especially during the holidays. We have so much going on. And so this actually, you know, not getting enough sleep is something that also may cause weight gain. This is because those who don't sleep actually have a tendency to be hungrier. They consume more calories. And then if you're tired, you're probably not going to be exercising as much too. So, you know, three things kind of stack against you when you're not getting enough sleep. One, you're hungrier. Two, you consume more calories and three you exercise less because in actuality like inadequate sleep it actually is linked to like having a lower metabolism so it you know sleep restrictions actually like increase our hunger hormone levels and this is caused by alterations in our circadian rhythm so it's actually like a biological thing you know like a biological clock that regulates many of our body's functions and so when we are sleep deprived you know this is something that definitely can lead to something that can cause weight gain but you know at the same time it also leads to what I want to talk about number 6 which is stress like controlling our stress levels because when we're tired when we're hungry things going on in the holidays like keeping up with the demands of holidays can be so stressful so number 6 i say is like try to work to control whatever our stress levels are you know when we have a high level of stress you know we have a tendency to actually overeat sometimes and additionally like we have more cravings for even junk food. So for the reasons it's important to keep your stress levels under control, just in general, it's especially during the holidays because we're more busy and we're surrounded by much more unhealthy food. And so let's pay attention to what really matters. Like let's focus on family and friends, the laughter and the cheer. Like let's try to create a balance. So don't forget those things we've talked about with stress. Like there are plenty of techniques that can help us reduce stress. Going back to number one, like being active is a huge way to release stress. So any type of exercise that you can do, like I said, even if it's just a walk, it's going to release those endorphins and help with your stress levels. Meditation. I know we've spoken of meditation several times. Yoga, any type of deep breathing, just giving yourself some quiet, peaceful time alone. You know, those are ways, dance it out. Those are different ways that, you know, can relieve your stress and really be aware of that because the holiday days, you know, with as many things as we have going on from parties to finance to decorating, all of it can be, you know, pretty taxing on us. So just be aware of where your stress level is, because that's something that, you know, can trickle down where then it starts to affect your sleep and it starts to affect the way you're eating and it affects your activity level. And so stress is a really big one as far as keeping on track and staying ways, staying healthy this holiday season. Okay, number seven. So let's talk about parties a little bit because we all have parties to attend. Or if you're not having parties to attend, have you ever noticed that even at work, for those of you that have gone back to work, that even at work, there seems to be more and more food in the break room and the lounge. And I don't know about you, but not just the holidays, so to speak, but it seems like there's so many fall birthdays. Like I think in my family alone, like, 
over the fall period of time, I don't know the exact number, but I want to say it's like 17 birthdays that we have between like grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and cousins and everything like that. So on top of like all the holiday stuff, then it's like, then we have, you know, all the birthday celebrations and stuff as well. So parties, you know, can actually be something that can really derail us from staying on track during the holiday season. And again, it just comes down to mindfulness. So if you're asked to bring something to a holiday party, plan ahead, bring a healthy dish to share, something that aligns with whatever your goals are, you know, whether you're keto, whether you're vegetarian, you know, something, you know, that you know is a little bit more holistic, not something that's filled with a lot of like sugar and butter and saturated fats. And so, you know, Things like that can definitely help because then you know that there's going to be something there that you feel good about eating as well. The other thing when it comes to parties is that most of the times, many things are kind of set up like either in a buffet style or I mean, like there's little goodies and snacks all the way around. I mean, there's beautiful trays and arrangements and everything like that set up that everything just looks so delicious. And so if you are someone who's very social and you're just standing around that buffet area or those snack tables, you know, as you're talking, you might have a tendency to be a snacker, which is what I am, where you just kind of, you don't actually ever dish up a plate. You just kind of walk around and and snack on food. And so one thing I found that helps me is that just one, being conscious of it. And then I will remove myself from that area. So I might go socialize a little further away from those snack tables or that buffet area so that I'm still being social. I'm still talking with friends and family, but yet that food is not like in a hand's reach for me. And so it's just one way to kind of keep me a little bit more on track so that I'm not, you know, constantly picking and eating as well. The other thing is use a smaller plate. So instead of one of the big plates, you know, look for something that's more of a dessert size plate because then you can't, you know, fill that up as much. And then, or pop a piece of gum or a mint or something like that in your mouth, because then you feel like at least like you have something that's occupying your your mouth a little bit. And um, you might not be as apt to, you know, over socialize when it comes to food. So number eight is find a buddy. Use the buddy system. Somebody that, you know, might have similar goals as you do, whether it's fitness goals, whether it's weight goals, whether it's decreasing sugar intake, whether it's, you know, limiting alcohol consumption. So find a buddy that has that or a partner in your community or, you know, even distancing, you know, where you guys can text back and forth and stuff. But find somebody that you can report your successes to or your struggles to or your frustrations to, or just someone to support you through the holiday season, but also somebody to, you know, work with you that has like similar goals so that you can help each other, you can be accountable, and then you can motivate each other over the holidays. And this will help you stay on track. It's always so much better when we have somebody in it that's doing this with us because it makes us more accountable than if we were to do it ourselves. So number nine actually has to do kind of with seconds a little bit, but what it is, it's about taking 10 before taking seconds. In other words, 
it takes like a few minutes for your stomach to kind of get that I'm full feeling, you know, that doesn't usually happen right away. And that's a signal, you know, that usually goes to your brain that's like, oh my gosh, you know, I've eaten too much. My stomach's too full. So, you know, it takes a little bit for that signal to get there. So after finishing like your first helping or your first plate that you've gotten, before you think about going and getting seconds, just give yourself some time. Like take about 10 minutes, maybe get up, go to the bathroom, maybe, you know, go have some conversation with somebody, get up and go have like a glass of water, something like that. And then recheck your appetite. If you're still hungry, then go back and maybe get a couple small portions of something, but you might realize that you are full or Like I said, you might realize that, you know, you're kind of full, but then you won't go back and get as big of a plate. You'll get something at least with smaller portions or being able to wait a little bit, let things settle so that then, you know, maybe you can enjoy your dessert a little bit more as well. So definitely something to consider is, you know, I call it take 10. So, and I mean 10 minutes, like give yourself 10 minutes before you go back and get that second helping of food, because it's going to give your body time to be able to signal itself to let you know if you really are hungry or not, or if you've kind of reached a point of satisfaction and and being full. And the last one, the last one is something that I actually use like all the time. This is something that I use, you know, throughout the entire year just because of events and parties and, you know, whether it's, you know, we're going to watch a football game somewhere or having people over or birthday parties or what have you, but that's planning ahead. So if you know that you have a party or two or three coming during that week, then you need to plan for it. So in other words, what I mean is first, Know when those parties are. Put your parties on the calendar, plan it out. And if you have to bring something, then make sure that you're planning on healthy foods to bring. Not to where you're so rushed and so pressed for time that you're running, you know, through the grocery store and you're grabbing all this processed foods and chips and salsas and packaged cookies and things like that. Like it's almost, it's always better to make your own than to get something that's full of those sugars and high saturated fats. But again, it's your opportunity if you have to bring something to bring a veggie tray or, you know, to bring something that's a little bit more on a a lower caloric intake, but something that's a little healthier as well. So be creative with your recipes. The other thing is that if I have a party coming up or I have something coming up, like I know that that's going to happen during the week. And so I am usually, or I try to be extra strict, you know, with my diet, in fact, so that if I have a party coming up, being strict with myself on all the days that lead up and even the hours before that, so that I know that when I get to that party, if there is something there that I want to indulge on, that I don't have that guilt, that I don't feel bad about it. Because, you know, I've kind of like how people have a cheat meal or a cheat day, so to speak. It's kind of like that mindset to where then if I want to have a drink or if I want to have a brownie or if I want to have something that's an extra portion, I don't have that guilty feeling because I know that I've stayed on track all week. I know that I've, you know, been diligent with my exercise and with my eating. And so I look at it as something as, you know, almost like a a bit of a reward for myself um, because I planned this out and I knew that this was happening and this was something that I was preparing for. So those are kind of, I guess, my top 10 
or at least 10 ways that we can stay on track during the holiday season. And there's so many more different ways. And there's so many other opinions that people have too. But I guess let's just really pay attention to, you know, what really matters. Like, although food is such a big part of holidays and gatherings, you know, let's just keep remembering to put the focus on family and friends and laughter because this time of year more than any other time that we've had in history, a lot of us are missing a lot of that social interaction and and that might not be happening for a lot of us still coming up in the holiday seasons. So just let's really focus on really what the holidays are about. And if balance and moderation are your usual guidelines that you follow, then know that it's okay to indulge and it's okay to overeat once in a while. But it can't be every day because many times when those goodies and everything are sitting around, they're usually sitting around like, you know, for weeks on end. And just by eating like extra 200 calories a day, like a couple pieces of chocolate from the kids Halloween stash or the cookies that the neighbors brought over just to tell you how much they care about you. So just by eating little things here and there, like If we just add even 200 extra calories a day, like that can lead up to two or three pounds over just five or six weeks. So it slowly creeps up. So we just need to be mindful this holiday season of what we're doing. And I know that that doesn't sound like much, except very few people who put on, you know, those two to three pounds over the holidays or more, very few of them actually shed that extra weight in the following months and even the following years. And so I'm saying you don't need to deprive yourself like let's just be smart and let's be sensible about the holiday season because wouldn't it be really great at the start of the year when our new year's resolutions comes to not have to say that we're going to go on a diet because we've done such a great job from now until january so i hope you enjoyed this episode And these are just 10 ways that I can think of to help us stay on track, 10 things that I do. There's so many more healthy suggestions and ways out there to do things. And so find out what works for you and make those adjustments so that we can all have a healthy holiday season. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week and tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.